Have you ever had a near-death experience? Or perhaps someone you know may have had a near-death experience. Well, if so, we would love to hear your story and have you as a guest on our podcast. For more information, visit nde.world. Again, that's nde.world. We would love to hear your story. Welcome to the NDE World Podcast, where we explore the magical, mystical, and spiritual world of near-death experiences. And now, Ashton Lewis and Daphne Lin. Welcome back to the NDE World Podcast. I am your host, Ashton Lewis, and my lovely co-host, uh, what did you say your name was again? Oh, yeah, Daphne Lynn. <laughs> Hello. Good morning. Good morning, Daphne. How are you today? Um, Absolutely wonderful. That's good. We have another beautiful day to be thankful for. Um, That's right. And it's Thanksgiving, so we're going to have to do a plug for Thanksgiving because there's so much to be oh. thankful for in this world. And, you know. And in the world to come. Exactly. Everything we should be thankful for all. Yes. All things. Yes, most definitely. Share that love with others. Make a difference in somebody's life. Okay. Well, then, why don't we just go ahead and uh, talk a little bit about today's episode on the NDE World Podcast. Um, we're probably, I guess we're going to do uh, some more review work like we typically do. Uh, we actually either have someone come on and, and tell us their story. And uh, we like to, you know, express and, you know, share our comments and things like that on these different experiences to kind of give people different ideas of how the actual near-death experience or the actual out-of-body experience and all that phenomena is actually structured. So why don't we just go ahead and jump right on into today's clip and get out these pens and paper and uh, take some notes. Sounds good to me. Let's do it. Me too. All right. Well, that sounds good. And we are rolling. We lived in a neighborhood where we all felt safe. It was a great time in America where we did not lock our doors. All the neighborhood children would play together outside for hours. Sometimes we would play baseball or kickball in the middle of our wide street. We were crafty in building our skateboards with scraps of wooden boards and roller skate wheels. Some of us made carts with these wheels. There was a creek nearby and some of us would visit the creek and traverse the edges to see how far it went. We even attempted to build a raft by collecting fallen tree branches and binding them with string. This was a charming small waterway that wound around the backside of many homes and vacant lots. These were joyful times for all of us. We could do what we want but WWE had to be home for dinner. It was magical as we explored our creative imaginations as children often do. We felt safe and played for months off and on exploring the creek. At the age of seven years old, I was always outside and playing with my neighborhood friends. I remember drinking from the creek. This necessitated the neighborhood doctor coming to the house daily for at least two months. The doctor would arrive carrying his black bag, a small bottle of penicillin, and a large syringe with a needle at the end of it. He would draw the medicine up into this glass cylinder and inject me. I was so ill that I did not care. I remember being in my bed in my large bedroom. I was a small, frail child. 
I did not like food. This upset my parents when I would only eat a small amount of a few of my favorite foods. I remember being aware that I was out of my body and away from the house. I was thrilled to be out of pain. It was so peaceful. I observed myself and saw that I was a thin blue, floating spirit. It looked like a slow-moving fabric, such as a tule-like veil. I remember looking around at the colors of a vast sky. I had never seen colors like this before. The stars were bright, the huge sky was a dark blue or indio in color. I do not remember speaking to anyone, nor the presence of any spiritual beings. I was just enjoying being out of pain and free-floating. I looked down and recognized the planet Earth as it appeared as a round globe. I floated closer to my home, and could see my neighborhood and the houses around me. I could see my backyard and the window to my bedroom. I began to wonder what was happening as I floated into my room. I saw my spare twin bed across from my bed and the nurse in full uniform, taking a nap. She wore a white hat, white uniform, white sheer stockings and freshly polished, white shoes. I wondered what this was all about. I looked over at my bed and saw my frail, little body lying so quietly and still. I heard the doctor say to my parents, she is very ill and if she does not improve soon, we will have to admit her to the hospital. I then saw a light blue veil lay over my body and it was sucked into my very ill, fevered, and painful body. I started to moan and move in pain. It was such an awful feeling being sucked back into my body and feeling the pain and fever of the illness. The doctor and my parents rushed to my side. I did not have to go to the hospital. It was a long recovery, as it took three months to heal at home. I also had yellow jaundice. I eventually went back to the second grade and completed my schooling. I never forgot this experience and to this day can still feel and recall all of it, especially the beautiful skyscape of colors in the heavens and sky. The quiet peacefulness of the universe, softly cradling me back to my home. I sometimes think I went up to negotiate with the universe my current earth life contract and if I was able to make amendments or changes to it as my life has been rather traumatic at times. It is as if I could see the chaos and trauma and wanted to make changes to prevent me from experiencing all my life's experiences. I laugh now. And we are back. All right, took a few minutes to kind of prep the story when she finally got to the actual OBE. So if you want to pick up with the actual out-of-body experience, what'd you gather from that? Yeah, um, it's very interesting hers because um, she said she was glad to be out of the body and pain-free. Um, she was enjoying that. But what was interesting was the shade of blue surrounding her. Yeah, like a dark indigo, I think you said. Yeah, so that that's interesting there. Um and then she was sucked back into her body. Um, okay, I'm sorry, I misunderstood you. You, you. The color of the sky, I think, of space was the dark indigo. Dark indigo, and yeah, yeah she had like but, a blue light. But that blue light, yeah. Remember, her. we had mentioned that that blue light. Blue or white light surrounding yeah, you hear people. That yeah, a lot about spiritual things. Is that blue light? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Hmm. There is definitely something to it for sure. Mm, oh, yes. Now, definitely. something here um, in this one, I, I noticed there were no beings. No life review, no nothing like that. It was just a, yeah. a, another OBE. Probably more or less another OBE. Correct. Mm -hmm. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. I, I appreciate the fact that she said the quiet peacefulness of the universe. Yeah. 
that that's beautiful in itself, you know, that she's able to see the universe. And uh, this one kind of caught my attention was uh, she had something about, said something about the, um, reviewed her life contract. Because this reminds me of soul contracts. And it's just like. I think it was something on the lines of that. That I want to learn more and more about. I mean, I'm, I'm learning. But it's just like that's really got my attention with this process. Yeah. Because it, it's a, you know, you hear of predestination in religions and stuff. Some of them, some of them don't. But that predestination, it, it re- kind of reminds me of that. That maybe we do have destinies that we're supposed to do um especially if we have a life contract or a soul contract the two quite possible could quite possibly go hand in hand yes quite possible you know yes well very good uh, looking at the clock let's go ahead and jump on our next clip how does that sound sounds good all right and we are rolling i had purchased a spa night for my best friend and i for mother's day i sat up when i had a wave of nausea hit The masseuse brought me a cold towel for the back of my neck. I waited until the nausea subsided, then put my head down on the chair to continue the massage. It was like a light switch had been flipped. I found myself in a park-like setting and looking at green, rolling hills and trees. I thought it odd because there was a pervasive, blue light engulfing everything but it was very peaceful. I felt wonderful with no pain. I was very comfortable and calm and could feel myself smiling. As I looked around, I noticed at the top of the hill that my deceased father was waving to me. I also saw my two deceased dogs running towards me. I started walking quickly towards them. I felt so happy. As I was getting closer, I heard someone behind me yelling my name. I ignored the voice and kept walking. The voice persisted in calling me getting louder and more frantic. I got irritated that I was being called and stopped walking, saying, what? My eyes opened. I was sitting while leaning back with my head supported by my friend. She was crying and trying to hold my jaw open so I could breathe. My friend and I are both cardiovascular surgery and ICU nurses so have had a bit experience with dying people. My friend told me that she thought I had died. My lips were completely blue, my face was dusky, and I was completely limp. While I was confused, I had no pain and only felt the peace and joy I had just experienced. I was taken to the hospital and had multiple tests done. There was no residual damage and never had those symptoms or an experience like that happened again. Yet, I can still vividly see that landscape, and my father and dogs in the distance, waiting for me. And we are back, going straight into the actual out-of-body experience. Uh, hers was actually a park-like setting. Yeah, with lush nice. hills of green and uh, a blue light. There's another experience of blue light engulfing mm-hmm. everything, is what she said. Yeah, from what I understand, the blue is God. The blue is the, the, the spiritual. Uh, and, you know, we get the white as well. But, but from what I understand, that's why when you see like paintings of Krishna, he's always blue because they said he the he had Hindu a gods are, are blue he had like a, a blue aura to him. He was he was blue, you know that blue spirit, you know. And you hear it in a lot of these NDEs. What I think her her words was that the blue light engulfed everything. 
you know, so mm-hmm. there is something about it. Just, I'm not saying that is what it is, but that's just from the stuff that I've read. And, you know, just kind of listen to how much these people talk about the blue. They're not talking about red. You never hear anything about a red light, nothing about a green light. Mm-hmm. I've never heard of nothing about a yellow light, never a purple light. Well, I have heard of purple, you know, occasionally, but mostly white and blue. the main color is blue. Mm-hmm. Exactly, yeah. And I don't know, just the blue in the chakra system is the the throat chakra. Mm-hmm. So that wouldn't be tied in with the spiritual, but... I mean, just quite interesting that the blue light is common in these NDEs. Yeah, and they uh, had mentioned no pain, peace, and joy. But I noticed that her greeting committee was her father. And her two dogs. Yeah. or she, I don't know if they were, actually had greeted her, but that was one of her first experiences that she saw them. Yeah, right. the father and the dogs uh, running towards her. And here again... We hear a lot of um, experiences where people reunite with their pets. So, yes. Uh, if you guys have, have ever had any pets that you might have lost or that has transitioned over, uh, there's a good chance you're probably going to see them again. Oh, yeah. yeah. From what I understand. Yeah, that, there's beauty in that because, you know, I, I lost a, a, a pet. I was a child, a young girl. Um, it broke my heart. I mean, it just literally, I cried and cried. But um, hopefully I'll get to see that little dog again. Yeah, you will. You will. I'm sure of it. And uh, so here it is. She's um, having this experience with her her dad and her little her dog buddies, you know. Um, and mm-hmm. now she's got somebody hearing off in the distance calling her name and she was ignoring him she's so. like oh no i don't want to go uh, i'm busy right now yeah it's like those those uh, like prayers going out pulling people back this was actually somebody with her physical Just body nurse, yeah. talking to her you know calling her name so and it that's being called when back. She, she came back it was, it was actually the nurse and, and it said that she is a nurse as well yeah. so this this was a, uh, uh, an obe pretty much right when hearing these experiences um some of the OBEs are the sickness or whatever it was, fevers that these people have had, have never experienced the same feeling again. I mean, because we experience sickness on a regular basis here. Um, but these particular instances, the sickness is what produces the OBE or the NDE, and there's never another same sickness in their whole life really wow that's interesting it really is yeah so it's something that had to bring about their experience for them to yeah. give them a, a something to look forward to maybe and something that means or something that needs change something a to lesson. that particular person like we've mentioned before they are all individual yeah exactly Awesome, awesome. Well, let's go ahead and go with another go one. With another one, yeah. Let's do it. And we are rolling. On the afternoon of September 21st, 2021, I fell ill at work. I was experiencing chest pains, shortness of breath, and numbness. I tried to walk, and suddenly collapsed. Paramedics arrived and treated me and stabilized my pulse. I was transported to a hospital emergency room. I was awake and responsive. 
Shortly after being admitted to the hospital emergency room, I went into cardiac arrest. The staff began CPR immediately. When my wife arrived, my body was limp and I was unresponsive. I had an intense feeling of conflict and chaos. I struggled to know what to do and had no idea of what was about to happen. Suddenly, I was lying down and convulsing. Moments later, I was feeling the chaos again. I would find out later that this was the first time I was shocked with a defibrillator. I started to feel a piece off in the distance. It is difficult to describe. Imagine the sight of morning or evening rays beaming from the clouds. That type of light and the majestic feeling that sight provides were on one side. Yet, I could feel my wife needing me on the other side. I felt torn. I felt like I was in chaos. Suddenly, I was once again convulsing in out-of-control agony. I had been shocked a second time. Moments later, the feeling of chaotic conflict returned. It was even more intense than the first time. I could feel my wife calling for me. But, I was tired of the chaos and I just wanted peace. I started to move towards the lights, when suddenly, grandmother appeared before me. I asked her to take me away with her so the chaos would end. She smiled at me. She raised up her hand and wagged her index finger back and forth. No, 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 Ricky. You have to go back. Ricky was her pet name for me. I responded, I don't like this. She said, I know. Suddenly, I was convulsing again. This time, I was present in my body and looking up. I had been shocked a third, fourth, and fifth time. Oddly enough, my wife said from her perspective, there was no chaos or conflict in the room at all. It was quite the opposite. It was organized, methodical, and orderly. CPR was performed for 55 minutes. I was shocked a total of six times, with the last shock to correct my pulse. And we're back. Yes, that okay, one was, uh... was, uh, could have been deemed a distressing one, could've but been, at uh... the same time, kind of a peaceful one. So, yeah, a lot of the, he was dealing with a lot of the actual that chaos and stuff, but it says he had actually had cardiac arrest mm-hmm. and went limp, unresponsive, and um, you know, in convulsions as well. But he he felt that um, just chaos, confusion kind he of thing. He felt torn, yeah, yeah, um, but he could feel a peace off, in, off the in the distance, yeah. So I wonder if he was kind of like in between the two worlds and just kind of being tugged both, yeah, both so ways. Yeah, he kept maybe. hearing his wife call his name. Yeah. So. so this is definitely more of an out of body for sure. And I guess with the chaotic conflict and the, you know, the chaos and stuff like that, that would be maybe to- towards more of an, a D into E, would you That's say? That's what I was more thinking. More distressing? Yeah, I mean, more distressing because because of the the conflict and the chaos involved in it. So we can see that it, he started actually getting a little bit deeper into the out-of-body experience um, when he noticed the light. Moved toward it, yeah. Yeah, and he saw the light started moving towards it, and he was greeted by a being. Would you like His to comment on that? His grandmother, yeah. You know, we hear so much of our family members who have transitioned being our greeters. And uh, so apparently this guy was really close to his grandmother because she called him by a nickname 
that she she used for him. Ricky. Ricky. Yeah, so, but she was letting him know right up hand, you know, no, no, you have to go back. Yeah. So it wasn't his, his transition time. And uh, thinking about this, the, the length of time that CPR was being performed on him, th- that had to have been tied in with all the, the chaos and everything. Probably that he was so. experiencing because he was being shocked, you know, from the defibrillators and. Good point. Yeah, that um, I just I can't imagine having fifty-five minutes of CPR being performed, you know, because that's compressing on the heart and lungs, and you know, I, I'm sure it's painful. So that's probably why he had the uh, the chaos feeling. Yeah, it's very quite possible because remember his wife when he came back, his wife even said there was. No chaos in the room itself. So the it was chaos is all inside of his being, you know. Experienced through his spirit. Yep. Yes. And remember he told his grandmother before he came back that um, he said, I don't like this. Yeah. She says, I know, you know. Yeah. So he's back in the room, and they've performed CPR for 55 minutes, almost an hour on this guy. Exactly. And it took six different times with the defibrillator to uh, actually bring him back yeah that that's got to be painful wow. on the physical body but yeah. it also we see it reflecting into the spiritual because he was having that chaotic feeling yeah so and like you said how much of that could have been connected to the actual the shock in the body and doing exactly. all that kind of stuff the really two's connected it had to be yeah yeah you know like the body was kind of slipping away Trying being brought to. back into that chaos with the shock and all. Who knows? Who knows? Well, uh, let's go ahead and go with another one. How's that sound? Perfect. All right. And we are rolling. I closed my eyes as my essence left my body. I heard a deafening noise that increased until it reached high frequencies. I was sucked through a tunnel before being deposited in a black void. The only light was coming from me as I glowed with orange and red light. I realized that this was not a place, but a state of consciousness within me. This was a state that had always been there, but whose existence I never was aware of in my earthly body. The feeling of peace and warmth sharpened my senses, making me feel more me than ever before. Over there, I acquired all the knowledge of the universe. There was no question or doubt that was not immediately answered in a clear and logical manner. I felt like I was safe, protected, and loved. In that state, it was impossible to lie, deceive, envy, in short, all human feelings were ridiculously obsolete. Over there, it was such as it was, and that was how it should be, it was the real, the authentic, the fundamental, there was nothing more. I was certain that I had been there before, that it was a very familiar place, and that this was my home. I knew that I was definitely in my natural state and that I belonged there. I was certain that life on earth was a play in which I embodied a character who played different roles, daughter, mother, sister, employee, wife, and etc. But it was just that. It was a theater play in which the passions, interests, and feelings only existed in that reality. It did not exist here, nor did it have value in the dimension in which I found myself now. Over there, it was such as it was, and that's how it was. I identified that warmth and well-being that I felt as love, but it was a very different love from that on earth. 
It was more real, complete, and full of happiness. Suddenly, I remembered that my physical body was somewhere, lifeless, and I saw that I could return to it and I did. When I opened my eyes, I was shocked by what I had just experienced. This experience has been with me ever since. I know that death does not exist. I know that this physical plane is just a dream or a game, but not real. The reality is where I was, that is my true home. And we're back. Wow, that's a great one. Um, that is a nug, nugs, nugs, nugs. Yeah, I was kind of wishing they were all like that, you know, but yes. they are all beautiful in their own way. They are. This one just had a lot of uh, really great points in it. And I'll let you start off with this one. Well, I thought at first it was going to, you know, it, said that it was going to be a, a D in DE when she said that she was like sucked through a tunnel and into the black void. Deposited into a, a black void. But. We always got to remember that that the, the void, the black void, is not all. It's not necessarily always a negative thing either. It's also it could be something just a, a a clear, you know, balance where everything is just void. There's nothing there. It's, it it is peaceful as well. It could, it can be peaceful. So exactly, uh, yeah. If you notice, it, it it keeps going on. So apparently, the um, the void where she was at. When you when you start seeing more about the actual experience, it, it, I don't think it was really a, a dark as far as a negative void, you know. Right, so it, it, it wasn't. Emptiness. And in that black void, she heard a high frequency yeah. as well. But the only light that was in that black void was her, her and yeah. she was a glowing orange and red light. Hmm. So my brain automatically went into thinking about. The chakras, the frequency where we are, could be. she could have been in her her life that yeah. in those lower chakras instead of having them all open because it did. She did mention frequency, and that's what the the chakras are is the opening up all those frequencies so you can flow and raise your that's vibration. That's a good point. That's a good point. Something to consider now. And she said that she did realize, had this awareness that it was just a state of consciousness, and that she had always existed. Always had that state of consciousness. Yeah, and there was the the peace and the warmth and the the all the knowledge of the universe. You know, we see these a lot. Yes, that is very very common. Is they all gain instant knowledge that in, a lot of people call it the download. Yeah, you know, the all knowing. Mm-hmm. So, I, and I think that's the your instant your essence with reconnecting with the source. With the source. It yes, is. yeah, exactly. I like how you say that because uh, yeah, good point. But yeah. in this place, she felt safe protected and loved yes now the next part um really really caught my mind uh really really caught my attention i think it's a really good nugget that said that it's impossible to lie deceive envy all of these human feelings and all that kind of stuff it's it's impossible for that to even exist over there it said that they were ridiculous Ridiculously obsolete. Any comments on that? Exactly. Yes. You know, that is beauty in itself because our emotions, our feelings are human. And over there, we're spirit. So the negative doesn't carry over. That is source love. So love, only love can exist in love. There's no no pain, no human perceptions of the opposite of love in that state because you are with source you are love so negative emotions can't exist there yeah and saying that that place is the real authentic 
place, the familiar place. The, the natural state. She you know, said that she had been there before. Like, yeah, felt like they'd been there before. And it's yeah, very, so that, very that, that it was home. Home. There's the home. That reminds me, uh, if you've been listening and following along, um, I've, I've been reading the Remember book. And in that book, it talks about, you know, we forget who we are here on earth, that we came from there and so many people say they've been there before that it feels like home and mm-hmm. that is us coming to earth and forget all of that which she goes on to say that this life is only a dream or a game or play yeah. or a play like that, which yeah. which ties in with our uh, my next part of the comment was that life here on earth is a play or like a theater um she goes it made me think of schoolhouse earth so many of them call earth schoolhouse earth because we come here to learn and do different things but the different characters that we all come to play you want to comment on that well yeah that's that's beautiful yeah i I thought that was pretty cool as well um where like you said life on earth is a play where you embody different characters and and these different characters could be you know mother daughter sister employee you know different different roles for, for your spiritual progress and that uh, the feelings only existed for humans in their reality, but over in this other reality, these these type of feelings didn't exist. Kind of like what we had mentioned earlier, like mm-hmm. no no lies and deception and envy and all that. So there's things that work for humans only work for humans on this plane. Exactly, exactly. It only exists here, but not there. But not there, and that's that being with source. And I mean, like I was saying earlier. You can only love in in love in that source. And it's, it's real love too, complete, full of happiness, love. Exactly, exactly. So now she goes back into the body, and uh, some of the final comments was that death does not exist. Would you like to comment on that? Oh yes, most definitely. Um, um, it reminds me of a video that I watched years and years ago, where. Um, an alien was uh, brought in for interview that apparently crashed in Area 51 or something like that. I don't, I don't know the whole uh, story of behind how they obtained the alien, but uh, in that video, the alien himself said that death is a human construct that w- the guy interviewing him could not understand the things that he was saying, and it just reminds me that you know we have lost a lot of knowledge along the way. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm sure that the ancients knew about death and death oh, being yeah. a part of life, things like that. You know? Yeah, and it reminds it reminds me of uh, with her saying that that death does not exist. Oh my gosh, um, I just ordered this book uh, and I haven't even gotten it in yet. Oh yeah, tell us about that. Death, you are deathless, Nicole Kerr. Um, I I just came across this book and I'm so looking forward to getting this. But it so ties in with that, you know that. You know, death doesn't exist. And, and that video, I want to go back and watch it of the alien again to see what little nugs we can pick up with our uh, knowledge that we have now because we watched it years ago. Yeah. But watch yeah. that again. You know, I, I really feel like um, there's a little truth in all movies along the way. So maybe we can watch some of the uh, Marvel comic video or video movies that have the different real like realities, multiverses, and, multiverses like and stuff. Yeah, just watch it from a different perspective. I've been now. A lot more of that myself lately as well. Yeah, different I, universes, multi universes instead of the universe. You know, yeah, multiple universes. I think there's a little truth in all movies. 
Um, but we just blow it off as entertainment. I mean, because there was a previous one that talked about the blue light, the blue light, the blue light. There's so many movies out there with blue lights. I mean, yeah. it makes me wonder if the, the spirit isn't t- touching these uh, directors and authors of these movies to let them know these little the things. Yeah. I mean, I think of John Carter. I mean, the, the ninth ray is a blue radiant light. You know, so there's, I, I just feel like there's a little that's, truth in all movies. That's one of them, yeah. I mean, I remember going through several and, and, and observing and, and noticing that blue, the blue glow, you know, and not saying that they don't use other colors, but I, I, I'm not recalling other, other colors. It's always the blue because we've commented on right, it so much. Right. But even people who have the NDEs comment on the actual blue glow and things like that. It has to do with a spiritual thing, of course. Now, exactly. uh, to go ahead and wrap things up here, um, I'm going to comment on this last, or, or read this last comment that she said and get your comment on it, that this plane that we live on here on Earth is a dream slash game, but it's not real. And that over there is the real home. Any final concluding comments? Yes, yes. And, and because I have read this book so much, um, the Remember book that ties in that we forget who we are, that, that we did come from there. And... We're on a game board here, and it is a free choice. So we, we're we making our, our lives up as we go along that uh, life is a play, the quote that she had earlier. Yeah. So definitely get the book and read it. Stephen Rother is, is the author of it. Remember. Remember. Uh, take what resonates with you with that because it, it is full of knowledge and little nugs here and there that you can take. And take what resonates with you and um, – apply it if it doesn't resonate with you let it go without judgment and i guess we will wrap things up on that final note miss daphne thank you so much and thank you for listening today on the nde world podcast and if you've got a story go to nde.world we would love to hear it and uh, don't forget that a lot of these stories that we're sharing with you are on the nderf.org site that's nderf.org where you can go online and uh, find these actual near-death experiences okay Okay, we're gonna go ahead and wrap things up and uh we love you all and may peace be with you until next time let your light shine for more information about the nde world podcast visit nde.world that's nde.world